Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your hour of drive time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie, on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Good day, everyone, and welcome once again to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. This is Jay Mamie. You have now entered officially your hour of Thrive Time. And boy, are we going to do some thriving today. (laughs) We're going to have a conversation today about writing your first book or possibly your second book. Now, why is that a hot topic? Well, I've just released my 10th book and we'll have a chance to talk more about that later. But I believe in my heart of hearts, especially with so many of you who I speak with on a daily basis, that there are many more people today that are, they're just desiring to see their heart, their thoughts, their passions in a book, right? There's a story that you've got to tell. There's encouragement that you've got to give. There's wisdom you want to share. There's persuasion you want to impart. And you know that putting it down in a book, Writing it down in a book, making it available to the for the world to read is your heart's desire. Well, today we're going to tackle that topic. We're going to go from soup to nuts on how do you write a book. I mentioned I have 10 books under my belt, but our guest speaker today has 14 bestsellers under her belt. Heather Andrews, not only is she the founder of a fabulous company, but she's also an author. As I mentioned before, she's a 14-time bestseller. She's the founder of Get You Visible. And boy, if you're an author, that's the one thing you need to know how to do is get visible. But she's a speaker. She's also a story coach. She's been through it a number of times and has helped other authors put their thoughts on paper, get the right people around them, and then have a strategy to make sure that your book gets seen, and then read by the masses. So Heather Andrews is going to be with us a little bit later on in the show. Now, for those of you visiting the show for the very first time, boy, have you arrived at the right place at the right time. But if you've not had a chance to hear our prior shows, then let me encourage you to do so. Today's show is just one of 140 others that have for the last three and a half years inspired, impacted, influenced, instructed, and improved the lives of others in ways that I'll never understand, in ways that I'll never know, in the capacity and the quantity of people I'll never meet. But that's what this show was all about. It's about having an opportunity to give you content that if I never meet you, it can change your life because it is actionable, implementable, and an absolute takeaway the minute the show is over. So hop on over to my show site, thejmamietalkshow.com. Binge here all of my prior episodes, or you can go to C-Suite Radio and you'll find all of my prior shows there as well. And by the way, since you're going to be online anyhow, might as well go to my page, thejmamie.com. Hang out with me for a little while. Get to know some of my material especially my latest book. You can find that also at the jmamie.com forward slash toxic. 10 toxic traits that keep you broke, busted, and disgusted. A closer look at progress inhibiting behavior is my latest release. And from the feedback that I have already received from so many readers, Um, It's hitting home, my friends. That book is hitting home. There's nothing better than an author likes to hear, loves to hear, than when a reader of his work testifies that it is making an impact in their life. When you hear words from others who say, hey, I, I believe this book you wrote it specifically for me, boy, your heart will jump for joy and you know that the task to write that book was absolutely worth it. So I want to share with you that tonight you're going to have an opportunity to learn how to one day 
get that kind of feedback. But 10 toxic traits that keep you broke, busted, and disgusted. Pick up your copy right now. And by the way, if you are in the Dallas area, let me give you a heads up on an upcoming exciting event that's happening in Richardson, Texas this coming Saturday. We're having a phenomenal book signing event, not only with myself, I'll be there in person dropping knowledge bombs, but additionally, other guests that will be in person sharing knowledge bombs and offering their latest works, none other than the founder of Teladoc, Michael Gordon, will be with us this coming Saturday. Also, the CEO of the 35-year standing networking organization that has set the benchmark for every networking group in the country. The CEO of Success North Dallas, Casey Haston, will be on hand. She's also the podcast host of the VIP podcast. She's got a great new journal that she has now made available it's a fantastic work. We had her on the show last week for the Lifestyle Edition. She'll be there this Saturday. And Dr. Fab Mancini, the renowned chiropractor, celebrity doctor, all over the TV, all over the shows, and all over the media, social media, runs around around the country on board, uh, on all sorts of a board as a director, runs around doing all sorts of different events and speaking engagements locally, nationally, and internationally. Dr. Fab Mancini will also be on hand this coming Saturday. He's the honorary guest. He's going to share some thoughts. He also is the best-selling author of Chicken Soup for the Chiropractic Soul. He'll be there. So we've got a phenomenal event happening this coming Saturday if you are in the area of Dallas, Fort Worth, specifically in Richardson. You can go to my website, thejmamietalkshow.com or thejmamie.com, and you'll find all the information there. I want to wrap up before we go to break here on something that I think is very critical for you to know and understand as we are heading into 2024, you know, now you're going to start to hear so many different people start talking about turning the corner on a new year and all of the changes that you need to embrace and all of the revisions and adjustments and customizing of dreams and goals and plans in pursuit of a better version of yourself in 2024. And why would you not want to do that anyhow, right? Obviously, new year, new you. But I want you to recognize that the new you that you're pursuing will have to take drastic measures to make you more memorable because whether you are in business, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you are an employee, whether you are a student, whether you are someone that is pursuing something. But since this is the business edition, we're talking about in your business, or your professional life, your entrepreneurial life, you've got to do things that are going to make you memorable. Because what makes you memorable matters. In a crowded echo chamber of similar messages, similar messengers, and initiatives that overlap, products and services that pretty much look the same, you have to find a way to stand out in a crowd. You have to leave your own mark. You have to give people reason to see you differently and, and recognize that you possess a unique value that is not commonplace. Well, how do you do that? Well, writing a book is one of those ways. This is why we're having this conversation today. And that's no question in there. That debate is, is that's a non-debatable issue. Write a book and you have made yourself memorable. You're standing out from the crowd. But there are many more ways to make yourself memorable because being memorable matters. Well, here's one way, creativity. You know, creativity is king. The more creative you are, the more you're going to stand out. The more people are going to remember you, the more memorable you become. Your creativity is the conduit to becoming memorable. But what about your persona? You know, people like being around others that are lighthearted, easy to get along with, people who make others feel special and make them feel validated, especially validated. You know, people remember you if you make them feel good about themselves. People walk around with a big bullseye across their chest that says, make me feel special. Make me feel important. Tell me I matter. Validate my opinion. Validate what I have to say. Whether or not you agree with it, validate it. People remember others who make them feel that way. Become memorable by, if you have to, reinventing your persona. By the way, what makes you memorable? Your talents, the ability you have to show your skills and what you're good at, 
makes you memorable. Sometimes the most talented people don't showcase those talents in a way that's memorable to their own detriment. But your ability to express or transcribe your thoughts in a cogent manner where others can follow along, that makes you memorable. You have to have this ability to express your thoughts, to to, to, uh, transcribe what's in your head in a way that others can understand it and follow along. That makes you memorable. Doesn't matter if you have lots of great ideas, if you can't express them in any particular way that helps others understand what's in your head. Your ability to communicate your communication skills is something that can make you memorable. Your intellectual capacity makes you memorable. And of course, your credibility. Do people authentically believe that you believe in what you're talking about? Do they authentically believe that you understand with clarity what you are trying to do with your life? Credibility is a big factor if you want to stay memorable. And of course, the last one, your ability to tell a story, whether it's orally as a speaker or if not in a book will make you memorable. We've got a lot to cover in this show today. I'm excited that you're here. I hope that you are ready because we're about to launch this right after the break. Hey everyone, Jay Mamie from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Excited to announce that my 10th book, 10 Toxic Traits That Keep You Broke, Busted, and Disgusted is now available on Amazon. And since its release, the readers have reviewed the book and have left stellar reviews as they have come to recognize the book as a valuable resource to help them identify those toxic traits that keep them from becoming the best they can be. Those stumbling blocks have to be identified. And in this book, 10 Toxic Traits That Keep You Broke, Busted, and Disgusted, we're going to dive into a closer look at these progress-inhibiting behaviors. The book is going to be a tremendous resource. It is for many already. Pick it up at Amazon. 10 Toxic Traits That Keep You Broke, Busted, and disgusted. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are your emotions leading your responses to situations? Or are you living a life where all your capabilities are in balance? This is Randy Bowles, the Coherence Warrior. With disciplined behavior of less than 10 minutes a day, I live more efficiently and effectively with inspired actions. Let me help you learn how to use your heart's intuition to guide your brain to lead your mental, physical, and spiritual capabilities to higher levels for longer periods of time. Visit CoherenceWarrior.com and I look forward to serving you. One of your most important assets as a business owner is your intellectual property or IP, including trademarks and patents. This sounds fancy, but it just means protecting any name or logo your company uses, how your products are built, how they work, or how they look. Rosenthal IP Law is here to walk you through the process every step of the way. We take the time to understand your business and we'll work with you to protect what's important to you and your business. Visit us at Rosenthal.law. Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show with your host, Jay Mamie. Welcome back everyone to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. We're having a fantastic conversation already about not only writing your first book, but making yourself memorable and part of making yourself memorable, standing out in the crowd, is being able to showcase a literary work that came from your thoughts and from your hands. Now, I want to take this step by step because I think it's important for those that are in the early, early stages of writing a book or thinking about writing a book, or you've got this burning passion in your heart that says, I got to write something. Guys, I tell you, I speak to people often. And when they find out that I've got 10 books, the first thing they say to me is, that's amazing. How do you do that? How do you take out the time? I've always wanted to write a book and I don't know where to start. And I don't know where to begin and who's going to read it and on and on and on. 
And they get so caught up in their own head that they never sit down and write anything. But they want to. Some of you may be that, uh, that way right now. Let me encourage you to, to really consider what I'm going to share with you. And then even more so what our guest is going to do in our next segment. Because it can very well be what's missing in order for you to have a game plan that pushes your passion forward and finally getting this first book or second or third out. I think it's important for people to first understand that there is a purpose to writing a book. There's, but there's 11 different types of purposes to writing a book. And sometimes not knowing the purpose makes it very difficult to get your thoughts in alignment or have any sense of direction. So let's first ex- examine what is the purpose of writing a book? There's there's a number of purposes. I'm only going to give you a handful of them. I'm a fact, I'll give you 11 of them, but there's many more than that. But these are the central 11 purposes you might find in these 11, your purpose. And that might be all you need to trigger the action to move forward. Well, first of all, one purpose is just to express your thoughts. People write books to express their thoughts. And there's nothing wrong with that. People also write books for the second reason, second purpose. They want to describe something. They want to put their perspective on something in their own unique way. So it's to describe something. The third purpose is to really explore, uh, explore something that others can benefit from. I'll give an example, a travel agent. There's a travel agent I know who wrote a book about different locations around the world. She went out exploring different locations around the world and she wanted to jot down the experiences, what she learned, what people can expect. I mean, she really covered a lot of content in 17 different places that she went to over the course of three years. And then she wrote her book. It was an exploratory book that was designed to help others learn about these locations that are available for them to travel to. A wonderful book. But then you can write a book with the purpose to entertain. You could write a book with the purpose to inform. You can write a book with the purpose to explain something that isn't yet clear enough for people to understand, like math, (laughs) like finances, right? These are things that people oftentimes don't have a full grasp on. And you might write a book to explain how it works. And then you might write a book for the purposes of just flat out disputing, debating, or arguing someone else's perspective. You might decide that your thoughts, uh, your book rather, is going to be written to dispel the theories and the ideologies of others. Not really share your own, but just tell others why theirs, those other opinions and perspectives are not valid. You might do that. That's a book just to argue, to debate, to denounce, to dispel. Another purpose could be to persuade uh, a group or a community or a company. It's a book of persuasion to your point of view. It's a book of persuasion towards a particular ideology or political stance. The last couple of uh, purposes really involve problem solving. You might have solutions that you believe are valid to certain problems. Problems around the world with famine, problems with people that are overweight, problems with people that can't find a job. It might be a book that allows your subject matter expertise or your creative ideas, creative solutions, how they could resolve a particular problem. And then the last the last purpose is to really to mediate, to come in the middle, to bring both sides to the table and just mediate thoughts, mediate uh, solutions, bring the best of the best that's out there and present it as viable options for people. You're like the third party mediator. You're just bringing the information together so that people could decide what direction is best for them. Whatever the purpose is, whether it's one of those 11 Uh, 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 or you've got a different purpose. You've got to first find the purpose as to why you're going to write the book. What's the purpose behind the book? And once you do that, let me give you the reason why you should write it. Don't just stop at the purpose. Here's what writing a book allows you to do, especially if you are in the world of entrepreneurialism, in the world of uh, a professional uh, environment. If you are looking to set yourself apart at a job, Uh, or for some future plans of politics or anything that involves 
you carving yourself, uh, making a name for yourself, carving your own slice of the pie and and just getting yourself away from the rest of the uh, of the pie so people can see you standing out outside of that that pie, outside of that routine and and that crowded industry, that crowded space. That's might be the reason why you write a book. Well, if you do, that's a perfectly good reason to set yourself apart. Why should you write a book? It sets you apart from the others. Very few people ever write a book. You're 99.9% of most people never write a book. So for those that do, the way that you are viewed by the public is with dignity. It's with respect. Even if they don't believe that you know what you're talking about, <laughs> they still respect the fact that you wrote a book and they didn't. You write a book to set yourself apart, to establish, to make a bold statement that you believe in what you do, that you believe in what you say. That you believe in what you teach and so on. I mean, who goes out and, and invests time and energy and dedication and commitment uh, to, to which it could be an unending task of writing a book and editing and so on and so forth, unless they truly believe in what they do. No one who is half-fast, wishy-washy about whatever it is they're going to write about sets out to write a book, sets out to invest that time and energy unless they are fully convinced convicted and committed to whatever it is that they do, say, and teach. Isn't that true? It makes a bold statement about you. When you write a book, it opens up more doors that may not have opened prior. If you want more speaking gigs, you write a book. If you want more uh, career uh, uh, resume, not resume, rather interviews, you write a book. If you want more clients, you write a book. If you want to be on, on a board, if you want to be considered as a board director, write a book. It'll open more doors for you that have not opened prior. And here's the last reason why writing a book, I believe, and probably for me, the most important reason for you to write one. It's a legacy piece. It's something that says to the world, especially your family, that you were here and that you mattered it's a footprint you leave behind. You make an imprint. You leave a mark on this planet during this time when you write a book. And whether or not it's read by 100, 1,000, or 10,000, even if it changes one life, you've made a difference. But the greatest difference is in your family and your generational family because you leave behind a legacy, your thoughts, your wisdom, your knowledge, your passions on paper. And no one can ever take that away from you. Guys, we're going to dive even further into writing a book. I encourage you to follow suit on your passion to write a book. It'll be one of the best things you've ever done. You'll learn more about yourself in the process than you would have if you would have not taken that journey. Along the way, you, you have to learn more about yourself. You're going to go into places that you probably didn't go before. And I mean, in your mind, I mean, in your heart, you're going to discover some things about you in the process that, again, you probably would not have discovered had you not written the book. I know I have personally about myself, but most importantly, the sense of pride you will have when it's all said and done, you can't put a price on it. Folks, we're coming back after the break with Heather Andrews. She's going to take it to the next level. Stay tuned. We'll see you after the break. Hey, everyone. Jay Mamie here from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Excited to announce that my 10th book, 10 Toxic Traits That Keep You Broke, Busted, and Disgusted, is now available on Amazon. The book is already changing lives since its release. We take a closer look at those progress inhibiting behaviors that continue to become the stumbling blocks to your success and the better version of you that exists. If progress is important to you, then pick up a copy, 10 Toxic Traits That Keep You Broke, Busted, and Disgusted, now available on Amazon. I'm David Kazarian, President of Student Optimum Services and a Licensed Debt Arbitrator. We have one mission in mind, to cut down the $1.7 trillion in federal student loan debt by as much as possible and help hardworking Americans just like you achieve financial freedom. Our process is not a settlement or a refinance. We are not a bank or a lender. We are on your side. 
and we go up against these lenders to get you on track for student loan forgiveness by utilizing programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs are available to you regardless of the school you attended, your employment status, or employment field. Over the past 13 years, we've helped thousands of borrowers save millions of dollars on their student loans. Student loan payments are resuming September of 2023, after being on hold for over three and a half years. So the time to take action is now. You have nothing to lose but your student loans. Visit www.studentoptimumservices.com slash to schedule a free consultation today. Hi, this is Jay Mamey. As a lifelong fitness enthusiast and professional bodybuilder, I know the importance of removing impurities and flushing out toxins to maintain a healthy colon and intestinal system. This is why I take and recommend Renew from First Fitness Nutrition. It also has helped me replenish my probiotics, which is necessary for a healthy gut. Learn more at healthyfriends.firstfitness.com. Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show with your host, Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. In keeping with our theme today about writing your book, making yourself memorable in a way that allows others to see your expertise in written format, I mentioned earlier, I'm excited about our book strategies being a part of our show today. It's one thing to write a book, but it's a whole other thing to be able to have the strategy that starts long before or right around the same time as you start writing that book, it's important to have a strategy. So Heather Andrews, not only is she the founder of Get You Visible, but she herself is an author, she's a speaker, she's an international best-selling author, and most importantly, she's a story coach. So she has her own podcasting company, her own radio show, and what she does, she inspires others to find their voice in written format She's a voice for self-discovery, reinvention, and fearless revitalization. Someone like that has to be on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Heather, welcome to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Thank you, Jamie. I'm so excited to be here. It's just always such a pleasure uh, when you hear your bio, you go, that's not me. <laughs> I know, it's funny. I, you know, it's, it's amazing because those that are humble recognize those words that are being spoken by someone else. And they say the same thing you just said. Wow, is that really me? Right. Um, and then those that are not quite humble uh, oftentimes say, uh, oh, they actually text me afterwards and they say, hey, you forgot a few more things. <laughs> I've had, had that happen. I've had that happen. Yes. Yes. Well, I think when you've been on, the, I think when you've been on this earth for over half a century, you can't capture it all in a minute. <laughs> right. Right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, listen, I'm excited about this show today because not only, uh, obviously, as an author myself, but you are one also, and there are so many people that uh, have a book inside of them. Right? There's a message that they have locked away in their in their heart somewhere and for years they've been trying to get it out it's a daunting task i know you know you, you speak with authors all the time uh, i just had someone the other day said to me wow i, I, I want to write my book um, but it's a daunting task so let's peel back the layers of the how do we begin doing that um, so that those that are listening to the show who have uh the desire to to see their book written and out there offering value to the world can know the process. But before we do that, Heather, give us a little bit of a resume on your life, your journey, and what inspired you to take this path that you have now in helping so many people achieve their dream. Thank you, Jamie. I landed in the publishing realm by default, I call it, but it was part of my life's passion because I'd always been a story collector and a storyteller because I come out of the world of healthcare. I really do. Mm -hmm. So I've seen people in their best, their worst, their, and sometimes people are looking for that landing space for people to share their story to somebody that they don't know. And it's, it's odd how that happened, but my publishing company was really a post restructuring, a job restructuring at a healthcare management. I went to uh, an event here in Calgary for women called Womenition. I met a woman who was compiling a book about people in business, and I'd had a business early on, about 10 years prior to that. And I wrote in a compilation, and my publishing company was born because going back nine years ago, 
there wasn't all the tools that there was. So I went through publishing mentorship and I took a system and I just grew it into Get You Visible and the authors, uh, the Empire Authors Academy, which just launched this fall. And here we are. And I just believe in the power of story. I've seen over 300 people walk a little differently, transform their lives and go on and live life's purpose um, because of a, of a chance I took. And my kids actually were teenagers at the time. And when I was asked to write in this compilation, I wrote and then I went on to publish like 14 more of my own. And they said, go do you, mom. So that's really how the journey began. And we've had to, you know, go right and go left with our strategies because we've got KDP and all of those tools did not exist how they are today back then. So people are looking for different ways, but it doesn't, it, but it doesn't change. It's still a daunting process. It is. It sure is. <laughs> yeah. What makes it more daunting today is you and I had a chance to chat recently in preparation for my, uh, my, my latest release Yeah, is the whole science behind marketing the book right and there's a there's there really is a formula that you have to adhere to in order to have your work be exposed to as many people as possible so that your message your initiative can be heard uh so but before we get to that i do want to dive into strategy what do you find as you're talking to these authors, Heather, becomes their greatest concern. Obviously, it's a daunting task, but what's their greatest concern or what do you see as the biggest flaw that they make early on? A lot of times people don't feel that their own life or wisdom or knowledge is valued. That's right. In a space where people don't might not want to read it. And I'm finding that people want to hear they love the bait they love 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 the names by the famous people but they also love to read the short stories they also love to read you know snippets of how somebody built their business and that's the key thing here is is that people have to take their their knowledge and their own power and just really flip it to a space of yes i do have something to say yes this incident that happened to me happened to me for a season a reason or help to inspire others and i'm here in this now and i'm supposed to share this in some other capacity and that's really that's that flip and when people recognize that their story is relatable which helps them create the trust factor mm -hmm. with other people or and their relevance i mean we were put on this planet to live in a space of greatness and sometimes we get detoured through different things that have happened in our childhoods or adulthoods and we get off rail. But ultimately there's someone out there going through what you, a unique life experience, but you might have something that they need to help inspire them to move forward. Because you and I could have walked the same divorce, I always say, but our mm -hmm. stories on the outcomes are gonna look very different. And that is the piece. And some people might resonate with you more than they might resonate with me. In those, in those spaces and in those stories. So they have to do the internal work to figure out that their story is relevant. And there will be people that go read it, but you have to take them on the journey so that they can get to know and love you and feel you. And, and, and just, they're gonna live by what you share in how you produce your book and the journey that you take them on. And because they want you to be real. You know, you said so many powerful things that I can relate to because of walking that same walk, right? And I early on when I was considering writing my very first book back in 2006, I think it was, I struggled with those thoughts, Heather. I, I struggled with the thoughts that you mentioned. Who's going to read my book? Who's going to listen to me? I mean, who am I compared to these well-known authors who have, you know, bestsellers and so on? Why would anybody want to read my story? Yeah. And I, I remember someone said, I don't think they said it to me in, in a way that they, they really were aware of my thoughts, but it was just in a flow of conversation. I, and I'll never forget it because I remind myself every single time that I'm preparing to write something because I still struggle with those thoughts, right? Um, that person said, for every ear, there's a story to hear. Mm -hmm. 
for every year, there's this, I thought to myself, wow, that's amazing. And then he went on to say, people don't care about the title. They don't care about the title of the author, the, the, the notoriety of the author. They care about if they resonate with the message, if it's relatable, if they can see themselves being there, or if they can see that this person who wrote this can, can, um, can sympathize or empathize with where they're at. That's what matters, right? Um, and that's really was encouragement for me to write that first book. And boy, I tell you, it helped a lot of people and it was the encouragement I needed. So you, you're spot on with that, mm -hmm. with that point there. Mm -hmm. And I think that the other thing too is that, you know, it's a daunting process, but there are, I, that's why I believe so much in, I love the solo authors and, and their vision and all of, and that path. But one of the reasons why I've always, I've, I've been called the compilation queen in so many ways, because I've helped publish the short stories that that like book for chicken soup for the soul right we've done right. like 14 or 15 of the compilations of the combined stories or the short stories because that gives that gives the it gives a person a taste test of the world of publishing like and they they make friends and they build communities by writing a chapter in a book and becoming a published author and their stories out there and they're taught a strategy on how to leverage that in their business through my company and with my team so there's different ways that you can publish as a stepping stone to being a solo author some people can sit down and write their solo authored book and they have but they always need a strategy behind it because they're coming in from they've got this manuscript on their computer that they've typed and then they're like "Ooh, i don't know but the world of publishing is not meant to be taken alone. And that's why I have my team because mm -hmm. self-published does not mean self. It means, right. it means you have to have an editor, a graphic designer, somebody to help you, you know, create that safe space for you to, to really like figure out that book's journey because you have the journey, but the, but the book has its own energy and its own creation and its own path that it's going to go on. And that's the exciting piece is that people like there's a couple of different journeys that that happen in the world of publishing and maybe that's the philanthropy approach or the woo woo approach but really the, the book wants to be read it wants to be handled it wants to be it wants to teach so it really does have that when people when authors write their book their book goes on a journey too and i can tell you so many stories of the of how the author has changed but what the book has created and what the book has gone through as well because there's a story behind every single author and every single book and every single like chapter in one of the compilations too and that's really where that strategy has come from in building that it's been working through the process of all the people that i've helped because i've learned just as much from their journey as they may have learned from me yeah, that's wonderful. You said something really key there, Heather, that most people, when they hear self-published, they think it's 100% going to be me doing everything. And they just heighten the dauntness of the work, right? It's, it's They think, wow, there's one thing to write it, but wow, I'm going to have to self-publish. And that becomes overwhelming and they never get the book out. And you're absolutely right. Today, there's like like you you are a resource to help someone get through that process. Let me ask you another question though. Sure. Recently, I had a conversation with someone who talked about ghost writers. Um, I've I've had people offer me opportunities in the past to ghost write their book because they really don't feel like they can coordinate their thoughts in any cohesive way, and they like the way that I'm able to do it. Uh, I've never been involved in that. But what do you say to those that, that consider getting a ghost writer because they just don't feel like they can put their thoughts on paper in any cohesive way? Yeah, I believe in the power of ghostwriting. We're ghostwriting a book right now for a woman. And I think that she's too close to her story. Mm -hmm. She is too close to her story because she's in it. Right, and right. she comes from a lifelong of addiction. And, mm -hmm. and, she, said, and she started to write it. And I think we, you know, from her, we've interviewed her and we spent many, many days interviewing her. And then we took everything and we've now at art, we now have 10 chapters 
with her voice and and it's really come through so beautifully because we've really gotten to know her in those in that on those calls and we're able to take that voice and put it into you know and we're working alongside with her now that's how we approach it um because we want to because there's a couple of key factors there that we want the reader we want that author's voice especially in a story like hers to to feel the the sarcasm and the hurt and the anguish but also the overcoming of um the addiction of alcoholism and drugs and where she sits now and volunteering and helping others because she's been in those healthy spaces for so long but she gets caught up in the finute details and sometimes you just need somebody to pull it out of you and take mm -hmm. it and put it into a space of you know these are the important things and this is how it needs to go but what about this so the power of a ghostwriter is very very um important mm -hmm. in my mind and you know and sometimes we'll have a manuscript and we've and we've taken it and we've actually almost redone it with the working alongside the author because the points were there but we've really developed that content but it might have been a it was close to a ghost right because of the content that came so this is where i really want people to understand is is that there's some of those people that will you know interview you go and just write your book and hand it back and the author will say great we just need one edit and we're good to go then there's other words there's the other people that will interview and then take the story and then work with the author so that that voice is maintained so this is really the key component of this is that we meet you where you are at and if you want hands off we'll be hands off if you want hands in hands on and approval you know you have to have that ultimate approval at the end but i believe that the power of the ghostwriter because they it it allows someone to get their story out there if they believe that they cannot um right or they just don't have the time to do it so there's a very important role that that ghostwriter plays and just like anything not all ghostwriters are created equal either mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. like all editors are there's some that are stronger at development and structure content and then there's others that are line by line editors and copy editors so not everybody is created equal you know in those spaces because everybody's got their little forte that makes them unique in that and that's why you've got to find the right editor to work with you as well. And in my end with our academy and in our company, you work one-to-one -one with your editor. You know who your editor is. And you are actually speaking to them on Zoom or on the phone. One client came to me um, because he had he never ever got to see his editor, talk to his editor, and and he said, There's bits and pieces of the book that are not mine. Mm. But I couldn't convey it in an email because he didn't understand. Mm. And so this is where like, you know, you want a quality product at the end of it that has your voice because ultimately it's you that's going, you the author that is going out and promoting, you know, your essence and, and it's you that's speaking to your book on podcasts. So you want it to have your voice because people have heard you and they've made, and you've helped them feel a certain way as the reader or you've heard this person speak. Therefore, you need to be able to speak to the voice of the book. Otherwise, it's gonna be unauthentic. You know, you said something that was very, very powerful there. If you don't have the right team that you're working with, the essence of your message can be lost in translation, mm -hmm. right? And that's the worst thing that, that an author can feel like, hey, I put my own thoughts, my own passion, my own history into a work, but along the way in the editing process, the production process, you know, it, it, it just the juiciness got taken out because yeah. you weren't in sync with the editor. That's an excellent point. In yeah. our last couple of minutes here, I'm going to ask you the million dollar question, the juiciest question that everybody uh, typically asks who's writing a book is how do I get my book to earn the title of bestseller? Now, you've got a special formula. You've got a strategy. We're not going to dive into all of that. But just to highlight view, what should someone once they've got their book and it's edited, what are some of those uh, key components to prepare themselves to hit a hopefully bestseller status? And does that does that even matter these days? The, Last few minutes. So as you're writing your book, take the people on the journey of writing your book. Get your audience. 
number one, you need your people, you need the readers because your job as the author is to inspire and have impact on the reader. And then that reader is going to go out and refer that book. So you need quality and you need, and they need to know that the, the book exists. And this is why when you're editing it, you can share that process of, hey, got my editor, got my editor to edit today, and this is what we came back with, and here's the book cover, and just get people involved because people want to support you. People want your book to go. That's number one. And get your launch team. You know, these people that are helping you along the way, get your launch team. The other thing would be um, go and do your research on Amazon to see what's launching in those categories what's in those categories you know what are you um what are you up against when you get into these categories and sometimes people will think that oh i just i can announce that this book is there on amazon or on facebook or linkedin or wherever one time but it's like no you have to be doing the you have to be marketing the book all the way along so that people know that it's coming out and and that is and then it's also like putting it on the different platforms yes your fans and family might help you drive it but there's the ebook launch there's the print book launch there could be an audio launch there could be a relaunch of your book these are all strategies that people can can do and the number one the number one best selling status there's different myths around it I always believe that if you've got it to number one, you've done the due diligence. I've got I've got 14 number ones best selling on Amazon underneath my name. And and then, you know, all my authors that have hit number one as well. And some people want it and it's important. Other people just want their book out there. But the number one best selling status meant that you did the work. It meant that you did the work. And it's nice to it's nice to hit it because it's an accolade and right. it makes you feel like I hit number one in a category, especially when you surpass, you know, some of the bigger authored books that have been on there and they've got their five, their 5,000 star reviews. And it, it's just, it's almost better than Christmas when that sort of thing happens, mm -hmm. because it meant that you took the pride and people believed in what you did too. So, and it's, and I think when you do say that you're a number one best-selling best-selling author on Amazon, it, you know, there's a lot of us that have hit it, but mm. it still is it's a moment of pride to say that people That's did. Right. And then the other thing with that is people can say, well, you know, you might have did it with 15 books or 100 books. I mean, I've seen I've seen the numbers change, and that depends on that category. So that's why you got to do your research. Mm -hmm. and uh, to see where you're going to land on those categories because it does matter it really matters what category you in and then also the day that you launch and also what is your launch strategy to drive people to that did you use a lead generation um tool to you know to announce to people that you're do you have value ads do you have an event that you can help people you know get it out there because you have to have that mix. You have to have that audience that is friends, family, and otherwise and clients. And then you've got to go out and get into other people's networks as well. And that's that's the piece of the launch team because you're getting into you know, other people's networks. What one of the um, one of the individuals that I know well, Chris Felton, who's been on the show, he started. He well, he gathered his launch team. He worked with you, and uh, I, I know that he way before he launched the book. Uh, we talked many, many months before he started the grassroots movement. Mm -hmm. um, and that's right. It's, it's, about, it's a matter of, of recognizing when you hit the best seller that you did the work ahead of time. And it typically is the work that most people either aren't aware they need to do aren't interested, or aren't interested in doing it at all. Right. Um, and writing a book is personal. As you said earlier, it's personal. You know what? Why are you writing it? Is it for a title of bestseller or is it to really impact lives, even if it only means 100 lives, right? It's personal to you. It's a personal thing. Heather, you've got an event coming up. Can you share that before we wrap up? Yeah, we just we are launching our Empire Authors Academy. Uh, it's everything over nine years funneled into this amazing Authors Academy so that we can really help authors with their business plan, their strategy for their book how to really leverage all of it from you know the moment where they are typing their first word we build out their strategy we help them publish edit format and put their book out there and then they have that community of other authors that are going to help them and so within about nine months you can be a published author and we help you from the strategy first word typed 
to really digging into what your story and business niche book could look like. And it's just, we've got such an amazing group um, start, starting and it's going to be just absolutely spectacular. And I've also author liaison, one of my author liaisons who I've worked with, and he's also four-time best-selling author on Amazon. He's helped, he's uh, Michael Harris, he's in there and he's helping um, authors as well uh, alongside me. So you are getting the full-on support of a team and people who have traveled this world before you, traveled this process before you. And also where I'm gonna bring in Chris Felton and a traditional publisher to speak to this group. So they're gonna get all of my connections that I've built up over that nine years. And I just wanna say in finishing, Chris Felton, his, and, and not everything always goes according to plan either. Because with right. Chris, I said to him, I said, hey, he was launching, he had an event. And I said, I think it was a podcast. And I said, Chris, I'm like, man, you're almost there. I'm like, go. And so he's like, oh, okay. So he, he just, he just continued the momentum from that one podcast that he did was the thing that hit him on that bestseller. And he just rose to the, rose the occasion of that momentum based on where the book sat because he had been working the the leads for that whole week and that was the beautiful part of that was he got he was almost there and then but it wasn't in his plan to go that day and he did and that was the funniest that was the funny part about that how he achieved number one was he just had been you know milking or you know producing the leads all that week and then it, but it took him a while and then he just hit the one thing and he got on the podcast and then the readers were the the listeners were there and it just went for him but the other thing is is he shows up every single monday and every single week with a video about a chapter and that's the piece that people need to understand is there's your launch and then there's their after launch because you've got now something super tangible that you can use for the rest of the days to create that legacy and help change lives. But he shows up to the party every week. And that's the key thing that a lot of people don't understand is that you have to show up to the party <laughs> and do the work. It's just like anything, you gotta do the work. Heather, where can people learn more about you and the upcoming Academy? Upcome yeah, absolutely. So if you can either go into the empireauthorsacademy.com or you can go to getyouvisible.com and the icon is there for the Empire Authors Academy. And I just really invite everyone to go in there and book a call because it's a 20 minute call. And even if you don't enroll in the Academy, that's okay. But I'm happy to answer anybody's questions because it's possible for every single person because I can see your story maybe and your outline even before you can. And that's the beautiful space of working with um, our team. So I just really implore, I'm here. Please connect with me. Thank you. Heather, you've been fantastic. Gems of knowledge and wisdom. I encourage everyone to reach out to you for further, uh, really exploration. That's really where it starts, mm -hmm. exploring the journey. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, folks, we're gonna wrap up this fantastic week. I hope that you gained so much out of today's episode because it really highlighted the importance of getting your voice out there in a literary format. And uh, ultimately, you never know what lives is going to change and starting with your own. Thank you for showing up for this week. We'll hope to see you again next Tuesday for the next episode of the J. Mamie Talk Show. Till then, keep writing.